US stocks were slightly bid yesterday, but perhaps for, well, weak reasons. Economic data in the US was weak. The Federal Reserve officials sounded mostly in favor of a, well, tight Federal Reserve policy moving forward, and there has been no material indication of any resolution on the US debt ceiling front. So welcome. This is Swiss Code's Daily Market Talk. So U.S. stocks kicked off the week on a slightly positive note on, well, weak economic data from the U.S. that filled the Federal Reserve's rate pose expectations and gleam hope that the U.S. debt ceiling talks between Joe Biden and Kevin McCarthy could actually lead to some resolution today and maybe also maybe on Microsoft gaining the European approval to buy Activision. But all of these reasons were weak reasons to jump on a bullish trade because one, the New York Empire State Manufacturing Index slumped to minus 31.80 in May versus a slump to around minus 3.70 expected by analysts. So there is a big difference and slowing activity is good for those who are actually buying stocks on the idea that the Federal Reserve will actually stop hiking the interest rates moving forward on slowing economic growth. But Minneapolis Federal Reserve head Kashkari actually warned investors that the Federal Reserve will tighten its policy more. Atlanta Federal Federal Reserve's Bostic said that the Federal Reserve should actually hold the interest rates, but in no case cut the interest rates this year. While Chicago Federal Reserve's Goose B just didn't want to promise on a pause in the June meeting. He just said that he watches the economic data and, well, he actually remains extra mindful of the hikes' impact on credit conditions in the US. Now, while a June Federal Reserve rate hike is still off the table, activity on Fed funds futures now hint that investors see a slightly higher probability for a rate hike next month. The probability of a 25 basis point hike now stands at 19%, but of course, economic data and how the debt ceiling talks will go will be crucial in what the Federal Reserve could and would do next. That's one thing. Now two, even though investors bought some hope of a possible breakthrough when Joe Biden and Kevin McCarthy meet today, well, McCarthy warned that they are nowhere near reaching a conclusion just yet. And I believe him because negotiations will rightly remain tight, tight, tight as one side wants spending cuts to accept a debt ceiling relief, while the other side is not willing to compromise on while well, spending into the election year. So even if Joe Biden was to blink, well, he'd better do it very, very last minute to show his electors that he did everything he he could to avoid an otherwise unavoidable US government default. So anything else than a last minute deal would probably be a political mistake for Joe Biden. So this is why I think that there is little chance that we will see a resolution to the US debt ceiling issue today. And that's certainly why we also see the US two-year yield pushing higher these days. And that's despite the scary New York manufacturing index read that we saw yesterday 
yesterday, the US two-year yield is again in a tight range around the 4% psychological mark with looming risks to the upside in the very short run, which could actually lead to some interesting buying opportunities at discount for investors who bet that the US won't default and that the Federal Reserve will lose in its monetary policy later this year. But again, in the very, very short run, the US 10-year paper is certainly a better hedge for eventual market volatility, high market volatility due to the debt ceiling impasse in the US. We could actually see the US 10-year yield drop to the 3% level in case of increased tensions into the June deadline for a potential US government default. Now, the US Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen keeps saying that the US Treasury will run out of cash by June 1st if the US debt ceiling is not lifted. Now, before I move forward, I also think that it's quite important to clarify what Janet Yellen means by default and what she doesn't mean when she talks about a potential US government default. For Janet Yellen, any mispayment from the government on any bill is a default if that mispayment is due to uh, Treasury running out of cash. So any bill includes paying back the US debt and interest and also anything else for the US government to, you know, keep functioning like the salaries of the US government workers and stuff like that. So for investors, a default, a proper default means that US government is not servicing its debt. Period. Investors don't really care much about whether the US government workers, for example, will get paid or they won't get paid or whether the offices will just, you know, carry on or not. They just care about whether the US will be able to service its debt or not. So there, there is an important nuance. And even in an extreme case scenario, like we saw in 2013, when we saw actually the US government shut for weeks, well, it wasn't actually considered being a default because one, the US didn't default on its debt payments. So for investors, frankly and properly speaking, there was no default whatsoever. And even politicians didn't call the 2013 government shutdown a default because they said that it was just a lapse in appropriation. So even in case of a government shutdown, the US can actually avoid a proper default. Fingers crossed, but don't stress too much for now. Anyway, then the third reason why yesterday's appetite in stocks was not strongly supported, in my opinion, is Microsoft winning the European Union's approval for buying Activision. And we actually saw it in Microsoft investors' own response to uh, the EU decision. The stock price only gained about 0.16% into the close yesterday because even though the European Commission says that its own analysis shows that the huge 69 billion US dollar worth of a potential acquisition would not harm competition because Microsoft will be letting its cloud rivals offer titles such as Call of Duty on their own platforms for something like 10 years, while the US and the British regulators are not convinced by that decision. And the British regulators clearly, clearly said that they stand by their decision that it is not a go at all. Elsewhere, well, we didn't have much shiny news from China either, other than the news that Michael Burry, you know, the big shorts, Michael Burry boosted his bullish call on Alibaba and 
and on JD.com that actually pushed Alibaba shares up by more than 3.5% yesterday and JD's by more than 6.5%. The latest economic data released in China show that the retail sales and industrial production grew slower than expected in the month of April, while fixed asset investment unexpectedly fell and fell below 5% mark. Crude oil traded past the $71 per barrel level yesterday on news that People's Bank of China boosts liquidity to fuel growth in China. But as long as the data, like the hard data, is not there to confirm improved activity in China, well, it will be hard for oil bulls to justify an advance in crude oil prices above the 50-day moving average level, which stands a touch below the $75 per barrel level. Today, investors will keep an eye on the European growth and sentiment data, the U.S. retail sales figures, and also home depot first quarter earnings. And in the coming days, while well, other big U.S. retailers, including Target and Walmart, are also due to announce their first quarter earnings to give us a sense of how the U.S. consumers are actually coping with the sticky high inflation in the U.S. Now, we know that the latest GDP report from the U.S. revealed surprisingly resilient consumer spending still, which in return puts a you know, positive pressure on inflation and on inflation expectations and hence on the Federal Reserve's tight policy bets. Therefore, any further resilience that we might see in these retailer earnings this week would keep the Federal Reserve hawks alert, in my opinion. But whether strong retailer results would actually translate into a better stock market sentiment and better stock market appetite is yet to be seen because of, you know, these Federal Reserve hawks. The latest U.S. earnings suggest that a recession is already here, says Bloomberg at least. They're actually pointing at an estimated 3.7% fall in the S&P earnings in the last quarter, and earnings won't improve in the coming quarters as well. So if the Fed doesn't actually make a U-turn on its tightening monetary policy, uh, equity valuations will likely remain vulnerable to the macroeconomic fundamentals. So this is all for today. I'm Ipek Özkardeşköy, and thank you for joining me, and thank you for all your beautiful and support and insightful messages. I hope this episode of Market Talk has also been helpful and insightful to you. So please do not hesitate to leave your comments, your reactions, and your questions below as usual. And follow us on Instagram, on Twitter, and on LinkedIn for regular market updates. And subscribe, of course, to our YouTube channel for daily market comments. I will meet you again tomorrow. And until then, Good day trading.